From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Tip your hat to Scott Robertson and the Crusaders and the dynasty, as TJ mentioned, at the end of that game. It's undeniable. Just incredible with the, the record they've fashioned together. Uh, very nice piece put together, Sammy. I know how much it was hurting you sitting next to me this morning, putting that together, being a, a massive Chiefs fan. But um, 
you know, credit where credit's due. They were they were incredible. In fact, I wasn't here last week, but after their semi-final performance last week, uh, I said to a number of people, I think that was Scott Robertson's best ever coaching performance, that semi-final win. Uh, just amazing when you consider how many guys have gone down and just bringing guys into the fold and playing that Crusaders style. Um, the fans will be very proud. I know a lot of Chiefs fans are very angry and very sad, but um, wow, we uh, the record book shows all of those titles. And Scott Robertson now puts on the All Black Blazer with a silver fern, and I cannot wait for that. Cannot wait for that. Wonderful, wonderful coach. In fact, Sammy said to me, and you have to agree, the best ever Super Rugby coach all time, all time. Give us a call on the final. I know there were cards, there were kicked penalties, there were missed penalties, there was forward passes missed, there were players coming in the side the whole time, but it was a tension drama-filled game of rugby union football at the final in Hamilton, a capacity crowd, the atmosphere is incredible, and there's always going to be a side that loses, and it was the home side, and there were tears, but I want to hear about your thoughts on it. 0800 150 you know the number. If you can't get to the phone, double eight double three. Temper Bear Post text machine is there always for you to get in touch. Graham, Marlborough, Northland, Kilda, welcome. Thanks, Steph. Um, yeah, just just quickly, I know you weren't here last week, but quickly, the, the Blues, they should be embarrassed and ashamed with the with the resources that they have with a performance like that, yeah, I haven't had a chance to ring the radio station or talk to anybody. I've been a bit busy, but um, you know, that's not good enough. And and I feel for Ken and Zade, they wear their hearts on their sleeves. But if I were them, go and put go and smash the door down and tell them you want answers. That's just totally unacceptable at that level. And and that backline goes and gets picked for the All Blacks. That's a bit scary, man. Um, to the game on Saturday, well, I'm a one-eyed Crusaders fan. Yes, there was yellow cards. Were they justified? Yes and no, but I ask this question. How many times did the Chiefs players have to be told to stop doing what they were doing? Yeah. And they carried on right, right up until the 71st minute, and the all-black captain went and did what he was. He was told to leave it alone, and he went and took it anyway, and then you get the yellow card. What do you expect? at that level when you're told from the first minute and you're still doing the same rubbish in the last minute. Mm. You know, you've just you've got to sort of look at yourself a little bit. And I know it's hard to take as a Chiefs fan. Uh, I feel for Sam Hewitt on the other end of the phone here. But I'll, I'll say, and I'm a box of beers still, Sam, but who won the first game of the season? It was the Chiefs, but no one cares, Sam. No one will remember that game. It's, this is the games that matter. And when you have eight All Blacks out through injury and you bring in those young guys, that you have to stand up in front of the TV and applaud that franchise for what, they, Graham, for I, what they've achieved. I don't know. No idea what you're talking about. I'm a Warriors fan, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, mate you, you will probably regret that in about three months' time. But, uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I'll, I will deliver your box of beer because I uh, pay my fines but um, I feel for you Sam and all the other Chiefs thing. but you know like uh, Sam and, and, and Steph um, you just you, you just have to applaud what, what, what's happened you know you, you can't you know there was there was some dodgy decisions Anton and Brown lucky he w- didn't get a red card because Angus Tawafawa got a yellow a red card 
in an Ireland game last year for for some, he did, the guy actually ran into him. He mm. sidestepped into him and hit him in the head. He got red carded for that. Anton went high. He stayed up, and so was the head clash. He's, he may get three weeks. So, you know, there, it was... Yeah, you can argue all day about the cards, but when the heat came on and we needed our all-black... Well, the Chiefs needed their all-black captain to stand up. He was sitting on the bloody sideline with nine minutes to go. Yeah, and he so, didn't front to the press know, conference either. He didn't front. And one last thing, and I, and I don't want to bag the rest or anything, but how do four officials miss a forward pass like that? You know, and I'm a Crusaders fan. I wanted it to keep going, but that that was that was a blatant forward pass, and they didn't. So you've, I know you shouldn't bag the rest, but and I can understand why the chief supporters are because that was fairly bloody ordinary when you when you look at it in that stuff. You know, like surely they could have surely even when you after you scored the drive, they go, hang on, that was a friggin'. But anyway, well done to the Crusaders. Well done to Jack Goodger, who's off as well. To Sam Wildlock, what a legend. Um, I was told by someone that he was told not to play by higher up, and he played anyway. I hope that hasn't, doesn't have repercussions further down the line. But, yeah, just, yeah, if there's a statue at Christchurch for Scott Robinson, um, he probably deserved it. Yep. Good and man, Graham. Quickly, quickly on my, sorry, just quickly on my mum's staff. She's hanging in there, but, um, you know, God willing, she'll be gone soon, mate, because no one deserves to go through what she's going through at the moment. But thanks for your support, everybody. Good man. Take it easy, brother. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Steph. Thank you, Graeme. Uh, Dino. Yes, Steph. Hey, mate. What, what a game. What a game. What a game. Like, rugby so needed that. And for me, there's a few things that need to be pointed out. That man there was pretty much on the button too. But when that first round-robin game, whenever that was, bloody near February, the, the Chiefs All Blacks, the ones that we all want to be All Blacks, played long, long minutes and played outstandingly well. On Saturday, the same three guys all got sent off. Mm. So that, and, the, and, the, and Oz, I've been harping on for a long time about the top New Zealand derby games getting an Australian ref. I thought it had a huge influence on a lot of the other games and results. We finally got a New Zealand ref. And it, it was a glaringly full pass, but O'Keefe was running the correct line that he has to run to get to the end goal. That Australian touch judge was right in line with the painted line at halfway or wherever it was, and he missed it. Like, someone said earlier this morning that he was having trouble with the earpiece thing, so maybe, you know, just maybe they they couldn't connect with each other. So, you know, it is what it is. Have we ever had a super final where there hasn't been some sort of controversy. I mean, we're proud as punch down here in Otago for having won Southland and Omaru, having one title. Elliot dropped it cold, but we've still got the trophy and the Hurricanes haven't. So, you know, it's, it's always a bit like that. But you've got to put take your hat off to Sammy Whitelock. And honestly, has Cody Taylor played a better game in the last two years? And then one more thing, Steph. We all know that Damien is a 50-metre goal kicker. Yeah. I was amazed that the ball wasn't thrown to Sean Stevenson from 52 metres. He'll kick it 55, Sean. Maybe not go over, but it's going to go 55. Damien's not going to get it there unless he's an attitude. We all know that. I'm not sure. He tried to crib the little bugger, but the re- I think Keith was up to that and pulled him back because it was just, just fish and chip paper now, but I'm, Sean Stevenson can kick a big ball. So I just think that was a decision they got wrong, and the Chiefs got quite a few wrong, but 
what a magnificent game of rugby. And like we said about the newspaper headlines, mate, the Magnificent Seven, the house at um, Cain's is the same as the pain of Tony Brown's. You know, the house at what was Party at Tony's, that was a disaster. And the Crusaders, <laughs> they got a habit of doing that, haven't they? And the city that fails, well, that's just, I can't believe they learned, went 12 months through a competition and learned, and learned absolutely nothing. And as the last reporter said, how come they've got backs in the All Blacks? When Stevenson's not there, the other Chiefs wingers, they're all better than Clark, Talia, more complete. They tackle as well as run. Like, Talia's unbelievable with ball in hand, but defensively he's miles away. Mm. So I don't, that's, that's how I took it. Good man, Dino. Thank Love you for game. your call, buddy. Let's go to the heart of the Crusaders fan base. Mikey. <laughs> oh, Steffi. Now, be Steffi. humble. Be I humble. Had, oh, look, I tell you what. I'll tell you what. I've had to bite my tongue this season. Um, I've been, we've been copying it from the media and punters saying that we're going to lose. No one seems to learn there. Um, I even came on the show, if you remember, about a month ago, congratulating the Chiefs after the second loss, and even read a letter out, <laughs> humbling myself, prostrating myself in front of the Chiefs fans. Yes. But I tell you what, I partied on Saturday night like it was 1999 and 98 and 2000 and 2002, etc., etc. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, I mean, you so do the, celebrate. When your team wins, you do celebrate. And I can't, I, I'm not going to poo-poo you there. And I'm, I'm still paying for it, I've got to say. I'm too old for this. Um, how much did you bet on the Blues, mate? Uh, not you much. Put, you put a bet on them, didn't you? Oh, just, just 20. Yeah. And did you put a bet on the Chiefs? No, I didn't have a bet in the final. Didn't oh, have man. a bet. Good man. Hey, look, I've got a, a question and a plea. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, just, hey, everybody, look, some of the country is really happy. Some of the country is very upset. But everybody, come on, get on board the Razor train. Come join us. It's going to be a wild ride over the next five years. And he's there for all of us now, for yep. all of us. Um, okay, question and then plea. First, uh, the question is, um, the two best first fives were on the paddock um, on the Saturday, yeah? Do mm-hmm. you agree with that? Yeah. And the two best fullbacks were also on the paddock, I believe, um, in the competition on, on the weekend. Do you agree with that? I think Geordie's in one of the best two fullbacks, but I'll, I'll, I'll go along with you so far. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, and this has been kind of, kind of, and maybe this is a question for later on in the week, but it was kind of brought up on um, Smithy's show. If if you personally are picking the ABs twenty three, where do you put Bowden? Jersey twenty three. Yeah. Mm. At the expense of. I'd have Sean Stevenson fullback myself. Yep. And um, first test, I'd probably plump for Richie Maunga and say play for the 10 jersey. Um, so no room for Damien. Really? No room for Damien? Well, it's going to be okay. Damien or Bowden on the bench in the 23 jersey. That, that's how I'd go. And I'm not fussed yep. either way. Yep. Okay. Okay. Here's my, here's my, here's my plea. Um, I'm off to the UK and Dublin next week. Um, I'm catching up with one of my very, very greatest friends ever. And he's obviously over the moon that Ireland beat um, the All Blacks this year. So I'm just throwing it out there. If anyone has a copy of the rugby program for the second or third test that they just 
don't want or want to get rid of. <laughs> is the only way I can take that with me to give to him. <laughs> I tell you, I was at a function last week, which I'll talk about later in the show, and um, up for auction, one of the auction items was the second test signed All Blacks jersey. <laughs> 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 and that went for a few thousand. So, yeah, that was the one we won. Yeah, I bet. Mm. I bet. Yeah, but if, there's a, if, if someone's got a program, that unwanted program from that second third test, if there's any way I could get it, um, I would... Very, very, very much appreciate it. And uh, look, have a great show, but yes, I'm still celebrating. It was a great game all around anyway. I think the Chiefs fans should be, and they will be, incredibly proud of their team. Mm. Um, Yeah, all right. Nice work. All right, Mikey. So if anyone out there's got a program from that second test against Ireland last week, you can text us through and we'll get in touch with you and we'll get it to Mikey to give it to his mate in Ireland, his long-suffering mate, Cliff and Dunedin. G'day, Cliff. Yeah, good, good afternoon, staff. Good to have you back on. Hey, um, I rang up old uh, Smithy on Friday and I said to him that I felt, not I'm not a Crusader supporter, not a Chiefs either, but I felt that with uh, Whitelock back, that the Crusaders had the edge there. And look, he had a game like Colin Meads. He was colossus out there. He played 80 minutes and he never looked like he was going to go off. He... he just he monstered the middle of the park. He was tackling. He was fronting up to everything. And you know, I take my hat off to that guy. He's, you know, like I was saying, I'm not a Crusaders man, but he should be captaining the All Blacks in this All Black uh, in the World Cup coming up. If if he's if he's playing well, and their other captain isn't playing well, white lock for the captaincy for me. What do you reckon? I've got no issue with Samuel Whitelock being the captain at all, and he just commands set pieces, doesn't he? He Just man of few words, but the ones he says, you just get the feeling they sink in. You just you just look at his eyes. Yeah. And I just looked at him and I thought to myself, you know, it's going to be your day, and he's going to bring it home for for um, Razor. And, and he did, and, and so with the rest of the team, they all played well. They did what they needed to do. And that was the difference. You only have to win the game. It didn't matter how flash you were. didn't matter if you conceded more penalties. End of the day, it's a scoreline. And that was it. Mm. Yeah, it was a fantastic game. It was a fantastic game. And the, every yeah. single final, every single really important game, whether it's a Ramfurly Shield game or a, or a Super Rugby final, um, there's going to be something that the fans will focus in on. But thank you for your call there, Cliff. One more before a break. We'll go to President of the Grubs, Brett from Huntley. Brett. Hurting, man. I bet you are. Yeah, tough. Tough to take. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what else to say. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got the ability to actually, though, sit back and just go, you guys were bloody good this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't watched... Um, the game again. <laughs> I don't know if I will. Oh, maybe after the ABs get named, and then I can shift focus. Um, yeah, I know Ed's let it out of the bag that yes, I used to coach a bit of football, and so yeah, I'll, I'll watch it in an analytical sense instead of just uh, through uh, Hellfire and Brimstone. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. Something to do is just sit there and watch it, and watch decisions, and watch options, um, good, bad, and different from both sides. Uh, I usually watch um, the the Aussie game that's played on a Saturday night late. Um, 
because I'll usually ride my my wind trainer on a Sunday morning, and so I won't. I'll stay off media and stuff, and then I'll I'll watch a, a replay. But um, I sent the clip through to um to Is of the Brumbies Hurricanes game of just uh, some of Nick Berry's uh, decisions in that game from a totally neutral viewpoint. So I'll I'll try and do the same again with this one. Mm. No, fair enough. <clears throat> Don't be selective. Don't just be selective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to bet I will be? <laughs> I know how selective you'll be. <laughs> Good man, Brett. Thanks yeah. for calling, mate. That's it, Brett. There it is. There it is. Brett from Huntley. Um, lots of text messages coming in. I'll get to some of those, but do feel free to give us a call 0800 150 11. We'll take our first break. Come back, hopefully, with some more calls. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Got time for one more before the news. It's the great man out of Melbourne, Australia. It's Darren. G'day, Darren. Hey, Staffy. How are you? Good, thanks, bud. Mate, I agree with you. I can't wait till I give key the, the keys to the all-black car <laughs> to Mr. Robinson. It's yeah. going to be amazing. I've never been so excited before a coach has even started. So. <laughs> yeah, we've got a long so, wait. Uh, we've got a long wait. It's yeah. going to be about 12 months before the all-blacks play oh. their first game under Razor, but there we go. Oh, it'll be good, but um, mate, that final was great to watch from a neutral point of view. That mm. was um, that was fantastic, and just just for me, I don't know if you noticed much of it, but I sort of paid a particular attention to Scott Barrett, and, and he had a big game. He did a lot, a lot off the ball, and just seeing Whitelock out there um, going against Retallick for me, that was worth the price of admission. It was um, sensational. Yeah, with players like Whitelock and Scott Barrett, who don't spend a lot of time with ball under their wing, but if you just isolate and watch all the work they do off the ball, they they got huge motors. Those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's uh, he's good. Like I think he's of the Barretts right now. He's playing the best um, of the of the brothers, I, I think. And um, especially when you have got the C next to him, the, the captain C. Um, good on him. And uh, yeah, too good, too yeah. good. It was a nail biter. I, I really, I must admit though, I, I know it wasn't a warden and it was totally a penalty. But geez, that try from McKenzie when he was off the line out, that, that would have been, you know, I wish they'd have watered it just because it was so good. Yeah, <laughs> I know it was so good. It was, but um, yeah, yeah. Then, them's the rules. Yeah. Yes. Well, hopefully you had a good week off, mate. I did. So. Fantastic week off. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, thanks very much. Cheers, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your week. Um, we've got the life member. We'll keep him on hold because we've got to take new sport and weather. Uh, if you want to join in, 0800 150 811 or text us on the Temper Bear Post text machine, which is 8833. We'll take Johnny Mac today. I haven't even. Yeah, it's Johnny Mac. And then the life member. From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Richie Moana 
and Scott Robertson start the celebrations for the Crusaders. Game is over. Crusaders win a ninth title. And the Crusaders win a tenth title. The Crusaders and Super Rugby Aotearoa to the ten Super Rugby titles that they've won. Fourth in a row. They've done it again. The Crusaders win Super Rugby Aotearoa. And the dynasty continues. The first Super Rugby Pacific title goes to the Crusaders. with the Chiefs and the Crusaders back on February the 24th. We've gone full circle. 18 weeks later, it ends with the same two teams. It's the grand final of Super Rugby Pacific 2023. Ryan Nankabu gets rid of the Stevenson! So Drummond, away it goes, good shoot, Moonga, now Jordan, sprinting onto it, gets a nice ball away, Fainai Luku! Oh, good tackle made by Alex Nankable, but that's just five metres from the line, here come the Crusaders, and Moonga is in! Mackenzie picks up a low one, Nankable, nice ball inside to Stevenson, gets it away to Manawa, and the Chiefs are in! So it's still alive! It's an ambitious kick. It's not going to have the legs. Jacobson to the 22. It's a penalty. Moana. Up go the flags. And the Scott Robertson dynasty ends as it began in triumph. Crusaders champions yet again. You have to tip your hat to Scott Robertson and the Crusaders and the dynasty, as TJ mentioned, at the end of that game. It's undeniable. Just incredible with the, the record they've fashioned together. Uh, very nice piece put together, Sammy. I know how much it was hurting you sitting next to me this morning, putting that together, being a, a massive Chiefs fan. But, um, you know, credit where credit's due. They were, they were incredible. In fact, I wasn't here last week, but after their semi-final performance last week, uh, I said to a number of people, I think that was Scott Robertson's best ever coaching performance, that semi-final win. Uh just amazing when you consider how many guys have gone down and just bringing guys into the fold and playing that Crusaders style. Um, the fans will be very proud. I know a lot of Chiefs fans are very angry and very sad, but um, wow, we uh, the record book shows all of those titles. And Scott Robertson now puts on the All Black Blazer with a silver fern, and I cannot wait for that. Cannot wait for that. Wonderful, wonderful coach. In fact, Sammy said to me, and you have to agree, the best ever Super Rugby coach all time. All time. 
Give us a call on the final. I know there were cards, there were kicked penalties, there were missed penalties, there was forward passes missed. There were players coming in the side the whole time, but it was a tension drama-filled game of rugby union football at the final in Hamilton, a capacity crowd, the atmosphere is incredible, and there's always going to be a side that loses, and it was the home side, and there were tears, but I want to hear about your thoughts on it. 0800 150 you know the number. If you can't get to the phone, double eight double three. Temper Bear Post text machine is there always for you to get in touch. Graham, Marlborough, Northland, Kilda, welcome. Thanks, Steph. Um, yeah, just just quickly. I know you weren't here last week, but quickly, the the Blues they should be embarrassed and ashamed with the with the resources that they have with a performance like that. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to ring the radio station or talk to anybody. I've been a bit busy, but um, you know that's not good enough. And and I feel for Ken and Zay, they wear their hearts on their sleeves. But if I were them. Go and put, go and smash the door down and tell them you want answers. That's just totally unacceptable at that level. And and that backline goes and gets picked for the All Blacks. That's a bit scary, man. Um, to the game on Saturday. Well, I'm a one-eyed Crusaders fan. Yes, there was yellow cards. Were they justified? Yes and no. But I asked this question: How many times did the Chiefs players have to be told? to stop doing what they were doing. Yeah. And they carried on right up, right up until the 71st minute and the all-black captain went and did what he was. He was told to leave it alone and he went and took it anyway and then you get the yellow card. What do you expect at that level when you're told from the first minute and you're still doing the same rubbish in the last minute? Mm. You know, you've, just, you've got to sort of look at yourself a little bit. And I know it's hard to take as a Chiefs fan. Uh, I feel for Sam Hewitt on the other end of the phone here. But I'll, I'll start, and I'm a box of beer still, Sam, but who won the first game of the season? It was the Chiefs, but no one cares, Sam. No one will remember that game. It's, this is the games that matter. And when you have eight All Blacks out through injury and you bring in those young guys, that you have to stand up in front of the TV and applaud that franchise for what they Graham, for I, what they've achieved. I don't know no idea what you're talking about. I'm a Warriors fan, mate. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, you you will probably regret that in about three months' time. But uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I'll, I will deliver your box of beer because I uh, pay my fines. But um, I feel for you, Sam, and all the other chiefs. Thing. But you know, like uh, Sam and and, and Steph, um, it just you you just have to applaud what, what what's happened. You know, you can't. You know, there was there was some dodgy decisions. Anton Little Brown, lucky he didn't get a red card because Angus Tauafawa got a yellow a red card in the Ireland game last year for for some. He, the guy actually ran into him. He mm. sidestepped into him and hit him in the head. He got red carded for that. Anton went high. He stayed up, and so it was a hit clash. He's, he may get three weeks. So you know, there it was. Yeah, you can argue all day about the cards, but. When the heat came on and we needed our All Black, well, the Chiefs needed their All Black captain to stand up, he was sitting on the bloody sideline with nine minutes to go. Yeah, and he so, didn't front to the press know, conference either. He didn't front. And one last thing, and I, and I don't want to bag the rest or anything, but how do four officials miss a forward pass like that? 
you know, and I'm a Crusaders fan. I wanted it to keep going, but that that was that was a blatant forward pass, and they didn't. So you've, I know you shouldn't bag the refs, but and I can understand why the chief supporters are because that was fairly bloody ordinary when you when you look at it in that stuff. You know, like surely they could have sure even when you after you scored the try, they go, hang on, that was a friggin'. But anyway, well done to the Crusaders. Well done to Jack Goodyear, who's off as well. To Sam Ward, like what a legend. Um, I was told by someone that he was told not to play by higher up, and he played anyway. I hope that hasn't doesn't have repercussions further down the line. But yeah, just yeah. If there's a statue at Christchurch for Scott Robinson, um, he probably deserves it. Yep. Good and man, Graham. Quickly on my sorry, just quickly on my mum's staff. She's hanging in there, but um, you know, God willing, she'll be gone soon, mate, because no one deserves to go through what she's going through at the moment. But thanks for your support, everybody. Good man. Take it easy, brother. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Steph. Thank you, Graham. Uh, Dino. Yes, Steph. Hey, mate. What, what a game. What a game. What a game. Like, rugby so needed that. And for me, there's a few things that need to be pointed out. That man there was pretty much on the button too. But when that first round-robin game, whenever that was, bloody near February, the, the Chiefs All Blacks the ones that we all want to be all blacks played long, long minutes and played outstandingly well. On Saturday, the same three guys all got sent off. Mm. So that, and, the, and, the, and Oz, I've been harping on for a long time about the top New Zealand derby games getting an Australian ref. I thought it had a huge influence in a lot of the other games and results. We finally got a New Zealand ref. And it, it was a glaringly full pass, but O'Keefe was running the correct line that he has to run to get the end goal. That Australian touch judge was right in line with the painted line at halfway or wherever it was, and he missed it. Like, someone said earlier this morning that he was having trouble with the earpiece thing, so maybe, you know, just maybe they they couldn't connect with each other. So, you know, it is what it is. Have we ever had a super final where there hasn't been some sort of controversy. I mean, we're proud as punch down here in Otago for having one Southland and Omaru having one title. Elliot dropped it cold, but we've still got the trophy and the Hurricanes haven't. So, you know, it's, it's always a bit like that. But you've got to put take your hat off to Sammy Whitelock. And honestly, has Cody Taylor played a better game in the last two years? And then one more thing, Steph. We all know that Damien is a 50-metre goal kicker. Yeah. I was amazed that the ball wasn't thrown to Sean Stevenson from 52 metres. He'll kick it 55, Sean. Maybe not go over, but it's going to go 55. Damien's not going to get it there, unless he's an attitude. We all know that. I'm not sure. He tried to crib the little bugger, but Keith was up to that and pulled him back. Because it was just, it's just fish and chip paper now, but I'm, Sean Stevenson can kick a big ball. So I just think that was a decision they got wrong, and the Chiefs got quite a few wrong, but what a magnificent game of rugby. And like we said about the newspaper headlines, mate, the Magnificent Seven, the house at um, Canes is the same as the pain of Tony Brown's. You know, the house at what was Party at Tony's, that was a disaster. And the Crusaders, <laughs> they got a habit of doing that, haven't they? And the city that fails, well, that's just, I can't believe they learned, went 12 months through a competition and learned, and learned absolutely nothing. And as the last reporter said, how come they've got, backs in the All Blacks. When Stevenson's not there, the other Chiefs wingers are all better than Clark, Talia. More complete. They tackle as well as run. Like, Talia's unbelievable with ball in hand, but 
defensively is miles away. Mm. So I don't, that's, that's how I took it. Good man, Dino. Thank you for your call, buddy. Let's go to the heart of the Crusaders fan base. Mikey. <laughs> oh, Steffi. Now, be Steffi. humble. Be I, humble. I, look, I tell you what. I'll tell you what. I've had to bite my tongue this season. Um, I've been, we've been copying it from the media and punters saying that we're going to lose. No one seems to learn there. Um, I even came on the show, if you remember, about a month ago, congratulating the Chiefs after the second loss, and even read a letter out, humbling myself, prostrating myself in front of the Chiefs fans. Yes. But I tell you what, I partied on Saturday night like it was 1999 and 98 and 2000 and 2002, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> no, you, you, I mean, you so do the, celebrate. When your team wins, you do celebrate. And I can't, I, I'm not going to poo-poo you there. And I'm... I'm still paying for it, I've got to say. Too old for this. Um, how much did you bet on the Blues, mate? Uh, not you much. Put, you put a bet on them, didn't you? Oh, just, just 20. Yeah. And did you put a bet on the Chiefs? No, I didn't have a bet in the final. Didn't oh, have man. a bet. Good man. Hey, look, I've got a, a question and a plea. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, just, hey, everybody, look, some of the country is really happy. Some of the country is very upset. But everybody, come on, get on board the Razor train. Come join us. It's going to be a wild ride over the next five years. And he's there for all of us now, for yeah. all of us. Um, okay, question and then plea. First, uh, the question is, um, the two best first fives were on the paddock um, on the Saturday, yeah? Do mm-hmm. you agree with that? Yeah. And the two best fullbacks were also on the paddock, I believe, um, in the competition on, on the weekend. Do you agree with that? I think Geordie's in one of the best two fullbacks, but I'll, I'll, I'll go along with you so far. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, and this has been kind of, kind of, and maybe this is a question for later on in the week, but it was kind of brought up on um, Smithy's show. If if you personally are picking the AVs 23, where do you put Bowden? Jersey 23. Yeah. Mm. At the expense of? I'd have Sean Stevenson fullback myself. Yep. And um, first test, I'd probably plump for Richie Maunga and say play for the 10 jersey. Um, so no room for Damien. Really? No room for Damien? Well, it's going to be okay. Damien or Bowden on the bench in the 23 jersey. That, that's how I'd go. And I'm not fussed yep. either way. Yep. Okay. Okay. Here's my, here's my, here's my plea. Um, I'm off to the UK and Dublin next week. Um, I'm catching up with one of my very, very greatest friends ever, and he's obviously over the moon that Ireland beat um, the All Blacks this year. So I'm just throwing it out there. If anyone has a copy of the rugby program for the second or third test that they just don't want or want to get rid of, <laughs> is there any way I can take that with me to give to him? <laughs> I tell you, I was at a function last week, which I'll talk about later in the show, and um, up for auction, one of the auction items was the second test signed All Blacks jersey. <laughs> and that went for a few thousand. So, yeah, that was the one we won. Yeah, I bet. Mm. I bet. Yeah, but if, there's a, if, if someone's got a program, that unwanted program from that second and third test, if there's any way I could get it, um, I would very, very, very much appreciate it. And, uh, look, have a great show, but, yes, I'm still celebrating it was a great game all around anyway. I think the Chiefs fans should be, and they will be, incredibly proud of your team. Mm. Um, yeah, all right. Nice work. All right, Thanks, Mikey. Jimmy. So if anyone out there's got a program from that second test against Ireland last week, you can text us through and we'll get in touch with you and we'll get it to Mikey to give it to his mate in Ireland, his long-suffering mate, Cliff and Dunedin. G'day, Cliff.
Yeah, yeah. Good afternoon, staff. Good to have you back on. Hey, um, I rang up old uh, Smithy on Friday, and I said to him that I felt not. I'm not a Crusader supporter, not a Chiefs either, but I felt that with uh, White Lock back, that the Crusaders had the edge there. And look, he had a game like Colin Meads. He was colossus out there. He played 80 minutes, and he never looked like he was going to go off. He he. Just he monstered the middle of the park. He was tackling. He was fronting up to everything. And you know, I take my hat off to that guy. He's, you know, like I was saying, I'm not a Crusaders man, but he should be captaining the All Blacks in this All Black uh, in the World Cup coming up. If if he's if he's playing well, and their other captain isn't playing well, white lock for the captaincy for me. What do you reckon? I've got no issue with Samuel Whitelock being the captain at all, and he just commands set pieces, doesn't he? He just man of few words, but the ones he says, you just get the feeling they sink in. You just you just look at his eyes, yeah. And I just looked at him, and I thought to myself, you know, it's going to be your day, and he's going to bring it home for for um, Razor, and and he did, and and the so with the rest of the team, they all played well. They did what they needed to do. And that was the difference. You only have to win the game. It didn't matter how flash you were. didn't matter if you conceded more penalties. End of the day, it's a scoreline. And that was it. Mm. Yeah, it was a fantastic game. It was a fantastic game. And the, every yeah. single final, every single really important game, whether it's a Ramfurly Shield game or a, or a Super Rugby final, um, there's going to be something that the fans will focus in on. But thank you for your call there, Cliff. One more before a break. We'll go to President of the Grubs, Brett from Huntley. Brett. Hurting, man. I bet you are. Yeah, tough. Tough to take. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what else to say. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got the ability to actually, though, sit back and just go, you guys were bloody good this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't watched... Um, the game again. <laughs> I don't know if I will. Oh, maybe after the ABs get named, <laughs> then I can shift focus. Um, yeah, I know Ed's let it out of the bag that yes, I used to coach a bit of football, and so yeah, I watch it in an analytical sense instead of just uh, through uh, Hellfire and Brimstone. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. Something to do is just sit there and watch it, and watch decisions, and watch options, um, good, bad, and different from both sides. Uh, I usually watch um, the the Aussie game that's played on a Saturday night late because um, I'll usually ride my my wind trainer on a Sunday morning and so I won't I'll stay off media and stuff and then I'll I'll watch a replay. But um, I sent the clip through to um, to Is of the Brumbies Hurricanes game of just uh, some of Nick Berry's uh, decisions in that game from a totally neutral viewpoint so I'll I'll try and do the same again with this one mm. no, fair enough <clears throat> don't be selective don't just be selective <laughs> oh, you want to bet I will be <laughs> I know how selective you'll be <laughs> good man Brett thanks yeah. for calling mate that's it Brett there it is. There it is. Brett from Huntley. Um, lots of text messages coming in. I'll get to some of those, but do feel free to give us a call 0800 150 11. We'll take our first break. Come back, hopefully, with some more calls. 
Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. A text message from Dan saying, I don't care about the cards or the forward pass. The Chiefs blew it, pure and simple. Crusaders went to work 64th minute onwards. Hines' early inclusion, a genius by Razor. Well done to a brilliant franchise from Dan. Back to the phones. Gary in Upper Hutt. G'day, Gary. G'day, Steph. Um, Quite a good weekend there, wasn't it? It was great. Speaking as a a neutral watcher in the game, I, I just really enjoyed the game. I think barring that forward pass, which let's face it, it was a forward pass and it did cost them. Um, I think aside from that, really the Chiefs don't have anything to moan about. You know, they made the mistakes and, you know, the referee's got to penalise mistakes. So, yeah, uh, I understand why they'd be a bit upset about it, but really I think, yeah, it it worked out the right way and, yeah, good on the Crusaders. They are just a magnificent outfit. I mean, they had 49 players, I think, um, I think I saw that they had to pick from this year because yeah. of the amount of injuries they've had. And, I mean, yeah, that's on Scott Robertson. How good a coach is he to get those guys that you bring in not expecting to be playing at that level and he gets them to the final and wins it. You know, it, it's pretty magnificent. Yeah, it really is. And, and I just marvelled at how the, he pulled these guys. And, and actually, a friend of mine's uh, son... Um, was tapped on the shoulder to go to the Crusaders because they were so short on props. Remember, he brought in John Arfoa. Um, he was going to yeah. go down, and he he plays prop for Manawatu and hardly ever starts. But that's how thin the propping stocks were that he was having to go down that low in the ranks. Um, but he just brings these guys in, and they just—it's like they've got Crusaders DNA in them, and they just go to the game plan. It's it's incredible coaching performance this year. Yeah, I was very pleased for him. Um, I just cannot wait for him to get to be the all-black coach. I mean, just so looking forward to that. Mm. Um, and um, just a quick one. Um, the New Zealand um, campus of innovation and sport down here yep. had an open day on the weekend, so I managed to get in there and have a look. Wow, what a magnificent complex that is. Yeah, I actually stayed the night there last weekend, dropping off a whole heap of paintings. Um, but, yeah, it's a magnificent... I was looking for some of your paintings. Yeah, yeah. they're there. They're there. There's about 12 oh, of them. Okay, I didn't see... Oh, right, eh? Oh, well, I missed every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they can't have taken you to the inner sanctums then. No, yeah, yeah just uh, where the plebs could walk around, yeah. Mm. No, it's a great venue, <laughs> I've isn't it? I have a quick chat with... Um, oh, it really is... Um, yeah, TJ Perinaro was there, had a quick little chat to him, but it seems like we won't be seeing him for the rest of the season. The Achilles is still needing a bit of rehab. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he said um, he's got a long way to go in his career, which made me feel quite good. So That's it's good. like, yeah, look after yourself and got quite a few years to keep playing. But, yeah, what a, what a facility, far mm. out. Yeah. It sure is. Good on you, Gary. Thanks, yeah. buddy. All right. Okay, sir. Cheers, mate. Um, I'll get through some texts after this break. Getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. We've had a mountain of text messages, so I'm going to pick my way through them for the next hour. So uh, hang around if you sent them in. Tim from the 09 said, hey, Staff, can't blame the ref. The Chiefs were their own worst enemy. Ill-discipline, once Anton Leonard-Brown head high, it confirmed in the ref's subconscious that the Chiefs were going to infringe. Sam Kane better have a good hard look at the decisions around that game. Stevenson should have kicked that goal. 
Staffy, well done, Canterbury. But the rest game was a shocker. I still, I put Razor in the All Blacks now. Forget old Fozzie. And as for the Loser Blues, the only time they will win will be in October with the National and Luxon. <laughs> Luxon, a blue supporter. With some long ones. I feel like Ben lost control of the breakdown and both teams started pushing the line big time. I don't think he lost control. Um, he, he was pinging them at breakdown. Uh, should never have been a yellow card on the play before the Kane card for bringing down the mall. That's from Jared. Mm. We'll get to more of them. We will get to more of them after the break. Going to talk to Corey Flynn. I uh, really want to talk to him about the hooker's performance. I thought Cody Taylor was first class. Samasoni Tokiaho is throwing to the line out well below average. But Corey Flynn after the news. Getting you through your workday one hour at a time. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Angry people out there. Staffy, are you getting paid by the Crusaders to be a cheerleader? I'll answer that one first. No, I'm not. Uh, talk about why the best team got robbed. The match official's not good enough. And I don't support the Chiefs at all. Every person in New Zealand could see it was a full pass, except the officials. 60 seconds later, Moonga scores. Uh, it's disgraceful and cheating. All we want is a fair game. Everyone knows the Chiefs are the better team and had three less players. They had three less players because they were cheating. I could throw that back at you. I could throw that back at you. They don't just give cards for nothing. And yes, it was a forward pass missed. But I would venture to say there's a forward pass missed in every game. Somewhere. Um, I even saw someone saying the pass from Stevenson to Narawa. For that try was forward. I haven't gone back and had a look, but you could isolate so many different incidents and blame something. You can blame something, but that's the nature of sport. <clears throat> I really want to talk about the performance of the hookers. Someone rung in that first hour saying they thought it was Cody Taylor's best game for years. Should he? Oh, I just swore. Gosh, he was good. <laughs> Gosh, he was good. His line-out throwing, just picture-perfect, Samasoni Tokiaho uh, wasn't. So joining us now, one of the best Crusaders of all time, former All Black as well, and a master at the front row, Corey Flynn, joins us. Down tools, Flynnie, have a yarn, welcome in. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, I'm very good. Can we can we just dial in on that game of Cody Taylor, um, made for finals footy, that young man? Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, it was pretty. It was a masterclass from him, wasn't it? It was absolutely brilliant. And it all stems from, like, you tell me the hooker's main roles. Like, the spotlight goes on you line out time throwing. The whole thirty players on the fields around that fulcrum, and he responds to that pressure. And I'd have to say, Samasoni didn't. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of throws that went a little bit 
um, screw with. He probably overcooked the couple. Um, but on a whole, you know, he was he, he was good. And if you ever look at the last, I suppose, three or four weeks, he's really focused on um, on his throwing because it was starting to go a little bit wayward. Um, and, yeah, so he's really focused on that and he's starting to see the rewards um, from that that's coming, you know, in the, in the business end of the season and heading into the, the test arena. Someone texted in, and I had to agree from, I think it was the 64th minute, um, I, the guy's place, I, I was watching it, and I said, this is Crusaders' time. And it's no frills, ball under the wing, charge, make a metre a hit up, metre a hit up, many, many phases. And that is Crusaders' rugby. That that collective unity of that forward pack is so impressive, Flinny. Yeah, and, you know, it's, a, it's not pretty, but... Um, it, it wins finals, and you know the I suppose the proof's in the pudding for the last seven years. And I mean, it's, um, it's it, it takes it takes so much work to be able to be that efficient and and to do what they're doing. I mean, people look at it and say that it's boring rugby, or they you know they don't applaud the the work that actually goes into to making that unit the way it is. Um, you know, and, and that comes from your leaders like your Sam Whitelocks, your Scotty Barrett's and and Cody, you know, um, being able to being able to produce something like that at high pressure stakes is uh, is phenomenal. Sam Whitelock, if like he doesn't do anything that stands out, but he just appears at the right place at the right time. You don't see him very rarely do you see him running further than four or five meters. You don't often see him creasing someone in half, but he attends everything. What's the special qualities of Sammy Whitelock through someone that's played with him? Um, well, I think he's he's grown into that role in terms of um, just being being where he needs to be and doing his own job. If you if you remember when he was a young kid, he was that guy running down the you know mm. running fifty meters down the field and scoring tries and stuff like that. But you know, uh, father time catches up with us all, and he'd dearly love to be still doing that. But he knows that his role is, is completely different to when he was a young kid and. Um, you know, he and he leads that. I think it's a little bit like when McCaw and Carter are on the field. It just gets an extra 10, 15% out of the lads. People are calm. They know they know that they've got their talisman out there and um, things are going to be pretty much okay if they stick to their jobs. They're losing a few, Flinny, a few very important players for next year's Super Rugby when the red and black jersey runs out. There's going to be a few new personnel and a new coach as well. I think the other franchises will be going, right, let's finish this goddamn dynasty, but it's going to be so hard to penetrate. Yeah, it is. I mean, you, you know, um, you've still got a good bulk of, you've still got a good bulk of um, the crew that there. You know, you've got Davey Havili, you've got Cody, you know, so, and then you've got Quinn Strange who's been been sitting in the in the wings and learning off, off the master for, for a while. Um, Drummy, he's still there, you know. So you've got, you have got the backbone of the of the leadership group there, which um, is going to be needed because you know the likes of your Mwangas, um, your your Whitelocks, even Jack Goodhue heading away, um, you know. So they are losing some real firepower, but um, you know I think with the leadership that they've got there, um, but also with Pens who's been in the in the group before he knows he knows the crusaders and the canterbury environment um and as, as well as being backed by tamari and 
Dan Perrin and, um, and and the likes. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a rebuilding phase. You know, will it be the end of the dynasty? Who knows? I mean, time will tell and it's, it's going to be pretty exciting. Um, you'll know Scott Robertson well. How on earth is he going to go 12 months without coaching a game of rugby? Because until the next All Blacks game, <laughs> he, he's, done, he's, he's going to get very good at surfing or very bored. <laughs> Yeah, he'll be a fizzed-up can of coke by the time he uh, <laughs> by the time he gets his uh, hands on those All Blacks next year. But you know, he'll he'll be beavering away, mate. He his brain does not stop. I'd say he'll let, he'll allow himself a couple of days um, through this through this celebration, and then he'll be planning. He would have been planning for months anyway. Um, that's the that's the reason why he's been able to um, do what he does. You know, so. Yeah, I can't imagine him being too being too stagnant for the next twelve months. We've seen with all black coaches, and don't want to go too far ahead, but we are talking about Razor um, over the last probably twenty to thirty years. Most of the coaches are cookie cutter. They they were the assistant, then they come in, go head coach, and they're assistant for a long time, become head coach. This is a real departure from the norm for the All Blacks, um, and I'm hoping Razor won't change from his type too much because now he's got the black blazer on. Yeah, I don't think that's in his nature. You know, um, uh, since playing with him, he's, he's been that way, you know, and then being coached by him and then seeing what he's doing now, he's, he's very much his own man. So um, I, I can't see him changing too much away from his own narrative, you know, um, and the... I, I suppose the powers that be that picked them would would understand that, and they'd have to be um, understanding of that factor as well. Mm. All right. So, what's on your worksheet today, Flinny? Is it window sashes, hanging some doors? What are we doing today? Uh, mate, we're out in the muck, um, getting the fence sorted for for some Kaiangora, um housing New Zealand. So, working in the mud. Nice, nice, beautiful rainy day down in Christchurch. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just the the real world. I was I was having a beer with the Crusader boys last uh, last night, and I said to them, "I said, look, boys, enjoy this because this is the best day of your life. You know, the real world is nowhere near as good as this." He's <laughs> <laughs> up to his knees in mud, putting up a fence. Hey, brilliant! Um, I'm pleased you got to enjoy it a bit with them last night, mate. Uh, big congratulations, to everyone down there in Crusaders land. Phenomenal season. Um, enjoy the rest of your week, Flinny. Thanks for coming on. There is uh, former All Black and Crusader Corey Flynn just on this this dynasty. So many text messages to get through. Let's try and get through some now. Staffy, good to hear you back. I enjoyed the final and thought the ref was clear with his calls and courageous with his yellow cards, especially at the death, including the All Black captain. Did I read this one? Oh, no, I haven't. Any chance you can give me some insight about the commentary teams? Fair enough, commentators have a team they support, but I think they struggled as a group to be professional when their team got tipped over. Um, I know what you're saying. Like, I think, if I'm thinking about the commentary team and the post-match interviews, we're pretty much... Um, well, Kirsty and Mills are Chiefs, Joey Wheeler's Highlanders... Um, who else do they have down there? TJ's Blues, so that should have been neutral. Um, I don't mind a commentator slightly leaning one way as long as they're not like 
questioning a call because of the team that was involved. But I don't mind them getting a little bit more excited when their team scores or wins. Go Bowden comes to mind. Uh, that great Bowden Barrett try with Nisbo and Marshy in the car. I don't mind it. Um, they're certainly not as bad as Steve Roach. And that's good enough for me. Uh, I forgot to tell you, um, I knew you'd be interested. Uh, Braden Curry absolutely dominated the Ironman Cairns last Sunday. Spoke to Smithy about his win. You can catch it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or download the SENZ app. <laughs> Good on you, Brett. Oh, I didn't know that. That is fantastic. One of our great athletes, Braden Curry. Uh, tell your mate I've got a match program from the 92 game versus Ireland at Athletic Park. The score was 59-6. He can have that for his paddy mate. It's from Dad. What was he looking for? The second test match one from last year. If you're interested in that, Mikey, send us a, send us a holler. Um, we need to get rid of Candy Kane if he can't face the press conference. It shows poor leadership. Think of... Think of... Think of poor of Richie walked to the front after the World Cup loss in 2007. That, okay, so when we lost the World Cup 2007, true leadership. Carpety Stew. Um, you might want to give Bodie the chance in the black jersey, but is it worth it? Especially with the calibre of players we have in and around the positions he plays. When was the last time a match finished and you said to yourself, well, what about Bodie Barrett? To be honest, a lot of these... A lot of the time these days, it's the opposite. He cannot keep being judged on how good he was five years ago. We are serious underdogs for the World Cup and can't afford any dead wood. I do take your point. I remember these discussions, Dan Carter's last World Cup. He looked a spent force, and then he came out and he dominated. I'm not saying Bowden Barrett's going to do that. I do take a point from something Ian Foster told me was his – one of his concerns is all of this form of New Zealand rugby players is just when we're playing each other. And I do think international experience is going to count, um, but I would like Bowden Barrett in a bit better form. I won't, I'm not going to disguise that. But on the, on the biggest stage, the biggest stage, and I know Richie Moonga, it's been levelled at him, um, can you remember him dominating an all-black game on the biggest stage, like more than one? Damien McKenzie, same thing. The, the opposition is going to be better than the Hurricanes, the Highlanders, the Blues, the Brumbies. The opposition they're going to play is better. And so marquee events will count for a lot. A tough, tough selection job for Ian Foster and co. coming up. Really tough. Uh, Staffy. That's the way rugby was supposed to be played. Well done to both teams for the way the final was played. I hope Stevenson breaks into the squad somehow. We desperately need some youthful exuberance in the back line. He showed he can play in the big moments. Junior, I'm with you. I've seen enough consistency out of Sean Stevenson. Two or three years ago, sporadically. It's consistently every game now. Just get him in there. Um, uh, hey team, as a Crusaders fan... I was really impressed with Amoni Narawa. The guy is amazing. I went to Welcome Home yesterday with my little two-year-old. He was a bit afraid with all the noise, etc. but Whitelock sought him out and spoke to him. It was just a small thing, but when he gave back 
the flag he'd signed. My boy wouldn't let it go and slept last night with his Sam flag. Down here, we all feel like we just know them. Sam from next door, you know, that's how they feel. And I think that kind of sums up the team's culture. Nice story, Chris. Thank you. Uh, Jim from Tamoka. Yes, Daffy, welcome back. And what's that? Muse Micro Sublime. Pro Crusaders, 14, amazing team and coach and staff, family. I can't quite follow that one, Jim. Staffy, do you know why Nisbo didn't commentate the final? Is it a changing of the guard at Sky? I actually noticed that last year, um, like Nisbo pretty much has called all of the home tests since, when did Sky start, 96? Since about then. TJ's a very good caller. And I think they're just sharing it around a little bit. That that's I don't think there's anything more to it than that. They're just sharing it around a bit. Um, Staffy, there's going to be a lot of movement in the super sides. Already nine players leaving the Blues, but the new coach recruiting some good ones. Mm. Shots aid from a Crusaders and Warriors supporter, Justin. Oh, that's Justin supporter. Your calls aid. Uh, last one just for now, Staffy. Cully was our best ever all-round fullback, including defence up the central Vikings. <laughs> you know what? I had a central Vikings jersey and a central Vikings flag for years at my desk when I worked in Wellington. Jersey went missing. Still got the flag, collector's item there. He was he was very good. I think he, he was brave. He was a lot like Aaron Cruden. Aaron Cruden, very brave, but did get bumped off just because of stature. But yeah, I never had an issue with Cully's defence. Never had an issue. Still welcome to give us a call on the Super Rugby Final 0800 150811. Still got more texts to get through and I'll get to them after the break. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. More texts, uh, one from John. Tamaiti Williams, I like to call, will go on and play 100 all-black tests and be our best prop ever and one of the all-time greats, I believe. What a game he had. Fantastic game he had. Hey, Steph, great final. Chiefs a quality team and great supporters and a very good season. Booing at the end was poor and petulance from some Chiefs players, very poor, especially Sam Kane. Being the best team and a home final does not give you the right to win, only the opportunity. And that's why they lost. Crusaders know they have to go and win it and play to a plan to win it. When they scored the try at 73 minutes, there was no celebration. It was back to halfway and get on with the job. That's why they win and continue to win. Come on, the rest of the Kiwi franchises. Step up. Murray's analysis. Uh, Fozzie's taking chances with McLeod and Roygaard. Well done. He has already. Yes. Yes. Uh, regarding the forward pass, straight after that, the Crusaders turned the ball over. The Chiefs never used it properly. It was the pressure that got to the Chiefs. Expectation of thinking you're going to win. History is littered with it. Sean Stevenson, great player on his defensive side. He tends to drift infield. That's what he's got to work on. John. Yep. And he's got... Time to work on it as well. Staffy, it was such a bad look, Sam Kane not turning up to the press conference after the game. An all-black captain shouldn't be doing that. 
Steffi, great weekend to be a Crusaders fan. Now I've watched the game again in the wake of the heavy criticism of the ref. Yes, forward pass clear, but the ref ran the right lines and it didn't lead straight to a try. There, in fact, was multiple plays before Canterbury scored. Go look at it. Now, in that analytical watch, I noticed Sean Stevenson. Brilliant game, but take the blinkers off three times that I saw his defence was poor. One in a direct try by Richie and the second in a lead up to another try. The other bad read, they were lucky and Damien tied it up and saved the day. So do we really think the All Black selectors don't wind and rewind on players? Anyway, Crusaders third 15, 47 players used, 17 on the injury list. I'm going to have to move it to another window. It's so long. Uh, where's my preview button? Here it is. Scroll back down to where I was. Uh, 47 players used, 17 on the injury list, with two good on the night, seven on the trot. That's from PJ. Um, from Greeny. What worries me is that the Blues and Chiefs couldn't beat the Crusaders' almost B team when it mattered. Where is our depth for big tight finals, uh, finals-like games that we'll need at the World Cup? A lot of those games will be cited on similar refereeing decisions. Sam Kane should not be All Blacks captain. Constant infringing to the point of being carded when his team needed his most and wouldn't front at the aftermatch. Just embarrassing from Greeny. Any have Anyone have thoughts on Will Jordan getting the ball stripped, which led to the first try to the Chiefs? I thought Jordan had a knee on the ground before the strip was completed. Brent, can't remember, sorry Brent. It's one of the few games of rugby I might actually go back and watch. Because I, I watched the game with a rabid Chiefs fan and a guy that hadn't watched the game of rugby for two or three years. Uh, he was a massive rugby league fan. Um, and his take was very interesting. Very interesting. Um, tell you a little story. Uh, last weekend, I emceed a fundraiser in Tauranga, and part of that night, I did a Q&A with Gordon Titchens, Sevens Maestro. Um, and one of my questions to him was, and I'm sure he won't mind me telling the story. I said, you get a bunch of guys to play sevens. Some of them have had a bunch of caps. Some of them are new caps. How do you get them all on the same page? And he said he has a system, a green, yellow, red system. Now, if a player is a green player, there's traffic lights, right? A player is a green player. They have all the skills, all the attributes, and they put in 100%. And if they have to take another step or make a last-ditch tackle – even though they're being poisoned by lactic acid and oxygen deficit, they'll find a way to make that final yard. You know the kind of player, the Tim Mickelson type player, they're greens. He said a yellow has all the attributes, all of the physical attributes, but they just don't do that last yard. They just don't do that last inch. They're close, but they just don't absolutely break themselves to get there. And then there's the red player, and that's a player with all the skills and all the attributes but their ticker's just not there, their head's not there, a lot of work to do. Even though physically blessed, they haven't got that little bit of mongrel in them. And what he does, he brings them all into camp. And after three or four days, he sets up the room and he has the whole team sitting behind, sitting there, and he has one chair in front of the whole team with their back to the team. And every team member says to that player in the chair, and they all have a turn, is he a green, is he a yellow, or is he a red? And they have to say why. 
And he told a story about they won their first World Sevens Rugby World Cup. They came back. They were dis- disbanded for four weeks, came back into camp. After three days of that camp, one of the players that won the Rugby World Cup Sevens was voted red by the whole team. And so Titch dropped them. And then they went away to Northern Hemisphere events, won both of them. They came back, went back into the camp. That player came back and said, sorry, I relaxed too much, I party too much, my fitness wasn't there, give me another chance, gave him another chance. He told that story because the semi-final with the Crusaders and the Blues was the night before, and he watched it. And he said that Crusaders forward pack was eight greens, and the Blues forward pack was six yellows and two reds. And when I was watching that game, and then I listened to him talk, that's the difference that the Crusaders have. They are greens. They are greens. They are collective greens. They are a team. They are the definition of team. I'm not a Crusaders supporter. I'm not a Crusaders fan. But I am a Crusaders admirer and a Scott Robertson admirer because what he can get players to play beyond their own expectation and therefore collectively, it's been illustrated the last two weeks. It's been a masterclass in coaching and a masterclass in execution. More texts, TAB, but first Johnny Mac. Oh, that caught me off guard. The music came. <clears throat> I had to quickly open the TAB app. There it is. Racing, sport, in play, punters, lounge, sports, A to Z, boosted odds, promotions, results. Paul Mawadi joins us. Mo, there's some, I know, there's Super Rugby final. Look, I'm going to leave that in the past because there's so much that you, you can't make money on games that have already been played, right? Correct. But <laughs> after that final, maybe you've got a better idea of who the All Blacks starting 15 just might be on July 9 against the Argentinians. Of course, you can actually bet on who they will be with a little uh, starting 15 multi that we've uh, um, put up on the TAB for your staff. So I see those. You, I see those. Yes. Or maybe I need to text Ian Foster. <laughs> what are you? What are you thinking, Fozzy? What are you thinking? Like in days well, gone by, we weren't allowed to do those sorts of ones because people will know. Yes, exactly. Maybe you could like, send a text to each of the All Black sort of thing and say, "Want to play a game of golf in the morning of that day?" Sort of thing. And if they say yes, you know they're not in the team. <laughs> it's interesting, actually. The, the favourite nine ten combination is Smith Moonga. Uh, not far behind that, Smith McKenzie, and then a bit of a blowout to Bowden Barrett. Uh, interesting. What do you got for the back three? Your favourites, Jordan Fanganoku, Narua. Wow. Well, well, the favourite is any other combo oh, for the is. back three. Yes, yes. So because there's a wee bit of sort of injury cover, and we're not quite sure um, whether Talia will be fully fit or not. Um, that sort of makes it a wee bit more difficult in terms of the back three, So, which is why the guys, I think, have 
um, played very conservatively in that market. Yes, yes. And I just wonder mm. if, the, if some of the Crusaders and Chiefs will get rested, as the All Blacks love to do in the first game, because massive campaigns, whereas Blues, Hurricanes, Highlanders players involved, they've had a bit more time off. But we will see. We will see. Yeah. What's happening in the Ashes, which is uh, Test 2 not far away? Yeah, Test 2. The odds are up already. Uh, of course, the women, uh, they start there. Uh, Ashes campaign tonight, I think it is. Actually, mm. the Australian women, they're $1.27. Uh, the English women, three fifty, and the draws at $71. <laughs> but in terms of the, the second Ashes test for the men, which will be at Lords, um, Australia, they're still sl- uh, slight favourites. They're $2.04, the baggy greens. Uh, the Poms, playing a wee bit of baseball, they're two forty-seven. The draws at five dollars and fifteen cents. I can tell you, it's a fairly even spread of money on both teams. Um, we had, we did take quite a bit of money on the draw in that first test. And I think that was mainly due to the sort of the weather that they had and the precipitation that occurred. But the way that these two teams play, they play to win both of them. So it's very very hard. You'd have to have a lot of rain, I think for the draw to come in. There's still a few takers of the draw in the second test, but, yeah, there's a good spread of money on both the English and Australia to win um, the second test. There's also some boosted uh, markets uh, that the boys have put there. Uh, Kawaja to be the top Australian first innings run scorer. It's been boosted from 4 at 4.8. Of course, he got a century in the first innings of the first test. Joe Root to be the uh, top England first innings run scorer. He's been boosted from 3.50 up to 3.90 and uh, Labashane or Stokes to be player of the match. Uh, that's been boosted from 514 out to 650, and I know you love your power plays, Staff. You know it. <laughs> it's, yes, and as you always look at the bottom of the page and work your way up, and so I'm guessing that you may have found one for punters, um, certainly in the first innings. Um, I will reveal tomorrow. Oh, nice. <laughs> what do they call that, a teaser? They call that a teaser. Let's tune in tomorrow for all your all your profitable bits and bobs. Um, without, I don't want to trap you, is the Super Rugby book open for next year? Oh, let's have a little bow peep. I didn't even uh, have a little uh, look at that. Let's see. I cannot see it, Steph. Oh, well. I, I, I can see. I can see the Rugby Championship. Uh, outright book, and I can tell you the best. There were no surprises, really. Best back team there are the All Blacks at a dollar sixty-five to win the rugby championship. The South Africans uh, second best back, and they're the second favourites at two seventy-five. I thought the Aussies might have attracted a wee bit of attention. They're six fifty, but ching, not ching, a lot. Ching, 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 ching. I think the value—they're the value bet in the rugby championship, aren't they? I think they're, so too. Yeah. They, yeah, they're getting back to full strength again. You know, they've had their injury problems over the last season or two, and it looks like they're just getting back to full strength. Um, Eddie Jones, you know, he's a bit of a whiz. He can he can do things. Um, and uh, obviously, everyone's looking towards the World Cup, but what a stepping stone to pick up the Rugby Championship for, before heading into the Rugby World Cup. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think Australia are a huge value at 650. Yeah, I'm not saying they'll win, but 650 suggests that's about a 16% chance. I think they're better than a 16% chance. Correct. Mm. Yes, we're, we're on the same page, Steph. Excellent, mate. Let's see if we are tomorrow. Very good. Good on you, champion. Uh, there he is, Paul Mawadi. You saw all of those odds, the in-play, the boosted, the power plays, the whole shebang, um, all on tab.co.nz or download 
the app as well. Do it responsibly. Be 18 years of age. I just thought, I thought $1,000, but that's the um, that's the SENZ account, not mine. Not mine. We shall take a break. Now, who's put together What's Making News? Is it Braden Enor or Sammy Hewitt that's made uh, What's Making News? We'll find out after the break. Gentlemen, I've, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What's Making News Around the World. I've been out of the world news for a week, Sam. Well, you, well, you certainly haven't, Staff. I've seen plenty of stories around you and uh, what you've been up to over the last couple of weeks. Have you No really? comment. Wow. No comment. <laughs> Some of them haven't seen the light of day for good reason. Um, excuse me if I'm a little bit blocked up. I did have a nightmare of a weekend, which did start on Friday with a with a sore throat and a nearly a lost voice. And then Dallin Martini's leaves now goes and scores four tries. Thanks, mate. Makes you feel better. Well, no, because... Uh, you know, and as much as I love the Warriors and want them to win every game, it would have been nice to not have to get excited <laughs> as much as I did on Friday. Oh, you know, so 